0: All right, so as you can see, uh, we're gonna spend some time on Wednesday talking about uh stuck in time and actually uh, uh the some of this uh insight God gave me uh during the process of uh process some, some some things through uh with my mom and and uh, what I had to share with my family in New Jersey. Uh, what the Lord gave me to share with my family in New Jersey and so uh, the Lord told me that uh He definitely wanted me to share this information with us here at Airs Christian in the church. But uh I think I haven't taught him on Wednesday since October, so <laughs> I like I almost forgot I was supposed to teach. <laughs> uh because we've had some great people speaking um for the month of November and December. All right, so uh uh d- during during the memorial service, I was meditating on what to share with my family, you know, when you, the Bible says a prophet is only without honor in his own hometown. So, which means people are so familiar with you or they've seen some of your, your mishaps or your, uh, your crazy deeds that it's, you know, or or not even always crazy. deeds. just sometimes it's hard to, to, to see you. As a man or woman of God, because people want to keep you in a place where maybe they're superior, or not even where they're superior, or um, they can handle you better. You know, the 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 anointing on your life is a little harder to handle than you know dealing with LaBarbara as a human being. But the supernatural part of LaBarbara is a little tougher. You know, come up here like my Angelo. That's low. You know, it's a little more. You know, is that? Is that Barbara? You know, like, you know, it's kind of hard, you know, to, to see it that way, you know. Or, you know, Misty's up here sharing in the presence of God all over her. You know, it's kind of, oh, that's just Misty. You know, that's, you know the, the people have a tendency to roll like that. And so when I go into one of those environments, they might not be thinking like that. They might really, you know, a lot of people respect what I do. But uh, I was like, Lord, what am I going to say to this crowd? Because I know them. I know that Newark, I, was, uh, I met with Lewis today, and we were talking, and uh, you know, he's from uh, the, actually uh, not just Newark, but the same side of town, and he was like, I watch everything, I see everything, but I know that's how they're thinking, and so I said, look, Lord, what do you want me to share, and he gave me a visual of what my mom was possibly thinking, so, so cause, cause I didn't have a chance, you know, I, yeah, I wasn't there at the hospital. I saw her the week before, but I wasn't there at the hospital the day that she passed. And so he said this, and this is, this is going to be, this is for us. He says, uh, you know, so if my mom was here, she was, she was, uh, she would share what she's learned in hindsight, you know, she was into her years with people at the end of the years, they, they, they're, do you have a tendency to reflect? uh you could be excited you could be like paul says you know i've i've run a good race i've i fought a good fight i've kept the faith or you could you could uh be like a lot of us have been like ah if i could do it over or man if i only knew this or i probably could have handled this well so i believe she would she would tell all of us if my mom was here Right now, she would say, don't get stuck in time. If I could tell you anything, just don't get stuck in time. Uh, I think she would also say something I learned years ago. uh, Don't turn a moment in time into a lifetime moment. So don't take a moment in time. Things that happen to us, somebody did us wrong. Uh, Someone neglected us. Some people have rejected us. Some people have talked about us some people have not valued our intellect they may have said you're not smart or you're dumb or you're stupid you can't do that Uh, and sometimes we we depend on how we value that person we may take those statements and we could be playing off those statements to this day not even realizing some of us some of us are 30 40 20 years old and we're still playing off of what a dad or mom said or did not say what a dad or mom did or did not do. Like, like some of us, are, every day we wake up, our goal on the outside is to achieve goals. On the inside is to prove them wrong. So we're playing off of a moment in time that we've actually converted into a lifetime moment. And so we have to watch that because we're supposed to be playing off of God. Not what mama said. Like, because you could be... you You could win against them and lose you. You can prove them wrong, right? And still not be right. Because if God's purpose is not you beating them... But becoming you, just like you can run a race. Uh, so, so Chris, you could be out there and, you know, this guy's been talking trash and and you like, I'm going to prove him wrong. So you, know, you, you got to have a race. And so you running, and you're out ahead of him and you look and you go, I'm out ahead of him and look like he's running out of gas and you cross the finish line and you win the race. But you actually lost because you could have ran faster. But you was playing off of beating him, not being the best you see see so it's it's important that we don't get stuck when I think of uh you know i I did research, so i don't have any- spe- I don't have total specifics, but i yeah I, I like discovering things. so when I came back to my family at at, at uh, eighth grade i i wasn't and this is not to dog anybody out, but the re- me and my sister was talking about this there there should be like if you're away from your family for any period of time, there should be a, 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 a family orientation. Like anything else you get orientated, like you orientated into the new job. So, so it would have been nice when I came to the family if there was an orientation, you know. And then like, like a, a, I don't know, a dossier or, or some type of intelligence of who's who and how did they become who they are, you know. Like, so, so even though I'm young, it'd be like, you know, I have a cheat sheet, you know, like the quarterbacks, they got their little... Okay, we are gonna run, you know. And like, you know, you gotta go to the X hole, you know. Like they got, they got like, like if I could have a cheat sheet, uh, yeah, that's Uncle Jimmy, uh, yeah, yeah, Uncle Jimmy's still bitter because, you know, uh, somebody uh stole his liquor last week, you know. So so he's carrying that, you know. I didn't have that, so I'm stumbling on landmines. Or. I'm discovering stuff later. Now I'm saying that because uh, I think about when I researched cuz no one no one really gave me an understanding of my mom. Like right, like so so I'm the this is going to be good. I'm a, maybe this used me I'm the flower on the wall. So when I came, when I showed up, it was almost like everybody pretended like I've been there all the time. You know. So I hear somebody going off and I'm like who's that? now this is my stepmom so imagine first day in the house no one saying this is your stepmom no nah, she she's just she's going off at the time uh and I was like okay who this lady you know so then I figured it out you know I'm sitting there, I'm talking to my sister my sister Diane I met remember I was talking to her but I really wasn't paying attention to her I, I was like who is this because I was in a home of more grandparents so now I'm, I'm, I'm at a whole nother these people didn't do nothing. They ain't, they ain't, they ain't cursed. They ain't do nothing. So I'm in a whole nother place. So then I'm, but the whole time I'm figuring, okay, so what's the deal with my mom? So, but I heard like, she's, this is a place uh, it was a mental institution. I forgot what it's called. I think it was Willowbrook or whatever it is. Like, she's in Willowbrook. So I said, okay, she crazy. Now, now I don't know what, she could have just had a, a, a you know, uh, a breakdown, you know, just could have could, been a visit, but I'm a kid. So as a kid, I, I'm looking at things as permanent, right? So I was like, okay, all right, so so check, something wrong with her, <laughs> right? That's it, and then then uh, from time to time I was here, uh, she did this, she threw bottles and such and such. So I'm developing my own resume without talking to no one, right? And so finally, you know, me and my you know, I I, I I ran into a yearbook and I read, I read in a yearbook how she was ran track, uh, some of y'all probably didn't know that she ran track uh she used to uh she was the most she she was she's picked the prettiest or something in school uh i have another uncle said when we got off work we just went to your mom's because she would have us all laughing just cracking jokes So i got that have that information uh and then from her, I discovered she wrote, she wrote songs, and she was on, she says, yeah, uh, she either was on the radio or somebody sang one of her songs on the radio. Either they stole it or, you know, legitimately had it. So, so, I'm, I'm, so I, th- I thought about that, but then I thought about the person I was dealing with. That person I was dealing with wasn't writing no songs. The person I was dealing with wasn't singing no songs. Well, she was singing, but you know, she wasn't getting paid for it. <laughs> um, you know, she singing all the time. And so when I thought back, I was like, wow, how, do you, how did you get here? from there and then why did you give up the most important things to you because somebody else hurt you and so what the lord was telling me is basically she got stuck in time she got stuck in the impact of that moment she put she she put all in on this relationship but the relationship Played her, betrayed her because she wasn't looking at the reality of the relationship. She was looking at what she wanted. And then she spent the rest of her life playing off of that relationship. Now she never checked with God. Just, I'm just going to play off of the same situation over and over and over. And even though it's not working out, I'm going to keep playing off of it because I've already invested in it. So, so we get stuck. We get stuck in our pride, we get stuck in our emotions. We get stuck in our fears, we get stuck in our bitterness, we get stuck in our unforgiveness, but there's a there's a bigger picture. You know, man, I was talking to the day, we were talking, and so he was asking me about my past, so maybe that's why it's on my mind. And I said, well, you know, there's a lot of situations that I could I could have been in a lot of favorable situations. So one of the things we talked about is, you know, maybe I would have been a, a mathematician or something. He said, nah, he says, but, if you would have gone that route, if if you would have got the favor to go that route, I wouldn't be talking to you today. And he kind of, in the conversation, he was like, glory to God. Like like now, now, everything he heard was tragic, but he was like, glory to God, because all those things facilitating you being here in Charlotte. See, that's the thing. We're not looking at where we're going or the impact we have. We spend too much time looking at where we've been and how we've been disappointed. So, so remember how you, you know, you, you young and you, you wanted to be in a relationship, right? So, what'd you do? You know, use your best self. You know, you, you, either you, 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 freeze dried your hair. I don't know what y'all y'all call it. Yeah, so I'm just I'm gonna call it freeze dry. So you freeze dry, burnt it up, whatever you did with it, You, you know, y'all be doing all types of. Y'all, y'all, y'all do, put this way, y'all be putting a hurting on your hair. So, so you put a hurting on your hair, uh, you, 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 you uh, clogged all your pores up with makeup, right? <laughs> right? You know, you, you put all types of uh, toxins on you through, poise, through, through perfumes and stuff like that, right? But the, you got your nails done, like, you know, so, so what, what? You, you, you might have starved yourself mm. just to get into the, the dress or the clothes, right? Yeah, he's like, you know, you might because you want to like, you know, you want when you show up, you want to show stop that person. Like you like, listen, he ain't going to budge. When when he see me, uh, he leaving here today with me. He may be thinking about everybody else. You might even know the person is interested in somebody like not today. He going to be mine. Right. Remember all that? Now, the relationship that you manipulated yourself in in the first place didn't work out. Totally, right? And like, Because you said to yourself, I can't believe they played me. But you didn't go into the relationship vetting them to see if they would play you. You went in saying, this is what I want. And I'm going to do whatever I take to get it. But you got the whole package. Not just the part you wanted. Not just the companionship, the conversation. You know, not just when you went to the movies. Or not just when you got yourself in trouble. We ain't going to get into all that right now, you I know what I'm talking about, right? Okay, so the interesting thing is... We get stuck in that illusion or delusion versus embracing a reality. Now, I use the females, but guys do the same thing. You know, we're going to be our best self. We're going to happen to show up at a certain place, you know, in the, uh, what is it? Uh, so you got the cafeteria, you know, so you're going to sit on that side all the time in proximity. You just happen to leave when she left. You happen now, you're studying now. Well, you usually going to the library acting like you are studying, Because she, you know, she goes to the library. She has study time around that time. Right? 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 Can I get an amen from the brothers? Yeah, I know. I know. I know. Like, you don't even like these group of people, but you're going around because you're like, man, I can care less. I'm trying to, I got a classic, clandestine move, Tori. I'm about to pull this one. Right? So this is, you think about it. Now she betrays you. Because you ain't playing off of who she is. You playing off of what you wanted. But you got more than just the, the, the frame or or the, the pretty eyes or batch eyes, baby. You get more than just the batch of eyes. You know, you get more than that. You get the whole package, right? Now you're playing off, I can't believe I got hurt or played or betrayed. But did you the portrayal start when it happened? It was already in the person. Yeah. They never really wanted to be with you anyway. You just overwhelmed them in that moment, mm-hmm. right? right? So, so, so. But we get stuck there. Yeah. Now you're going. To, Don't nobody want me? Nobody based on who? All the people you interviewed? What's the what's the nobody? How do you? Where'd you come up with that? Why are we? Why do we? Des- why we get desperate and settle for? Because we're still playing off of. The rejection, the betrayal, and all the craziness and the mishap, right? You feel? Y'all know what I'm talking about? I mean, I mean, listen, it changed the it second grade, man. It was it second grade? I think it was second grade. You know, so I wrote the letter, you know, do you want to go with me, right? Yes you know. <laughs> Yeah, you yeah, I remember, you write the letter, check, yes or no. Then I uh, was, this one young lady, uh, she's a friend of mine for years, and, uh, I don't know if the person to see this, but but uh, so I got wind of it. So I asked the person who's older, I might be seventh grade or something, do you, you want to go with me? Well, I didn't even think about it. And, and this is my you know my urgency back in the day. Well, yes or no? You know, like it was really fear, you know, but yes or no? Well, the person said no. You know, you put him under pressure. <laughs> well, no, I don't. So I'm, I'm like, no. How is that an option, <laughs> right? So you play. So now I'm playing off of that for any other encounter. Well, I ain't gonna definitely put ask nobody. Uh, I'm not. I I, I can't get nobody an option. They might say no. <laughs> right. So so I'm saying all these little things facilitate and sometimes us getting stuck, not creating our momentum. We're playing off of the wrong stuff. We're not playing off of God. We're playing off of the wrong things. All right. So with, with, with that in mind, so I said, my, uh, I believe my mom got stuck. And I believe if she had time, she would tell us, don't get stuck in time. Keep your momentum going. Like, like don't, don't allow uh, a lifetime to turn into a moment. So let's look at uh, a familiar scripture at our church, 2 Corinthians 4, 2 Corinthians 4, 2 Corinthians chapter 4. And I think it's, this is good to start the year off because uh, our vision for this year is new beginnings. And uh, uh, speaking of new beginnings, see, you can't begin again if you are stuck. If you are stuck in the past, you can't begin anew. So I think God is trying to get us out of that stuck place, Gerard, because some of us are stuck and we know it consciously. Some of us are subconsciously stuck we saying we ain't stuck, but we stuck. <laughs> Some of us going to have a good first three weeks of this year. But what's really in us is what we're going to gravitate back to. Right? Um, but God's going to try to, to move us out of that. So 2 Corinthians 4, 17, it says, For our light affliction, which is but for a moment, which is but for a moment, worketh for us a far more exceeding eternal weight of glory. It says, so... Our affliction happens in a moment and so we have to make sure we leave it in a moment and not bring it beyond that moment see because the reality is uh everything is subject to change the next verse says uh uh i can read it since i'm right here verse 18 it says while we look not at the things which are seen but at the things which are not seen for the things which are seen are temporal subject to change have to submit to change but the things which are not seen are eternal. So what it's saying is, even though things are in, uncertain, it ha- there's some things that you can't see that, that has an everlasting effect on your life. There's things that you see that you're disappointed with. But no matter how disappointed you are, it's subject to change. No matter how bad you feel, it's subject to change. But it has to submit to change. But only when you submit it to change. See, if you stay stuck in it and you you take it from that moment to the next day, to the next hour, to the next week or to the next year, you're carrying it into the next moment. It it can't carry itself. It needs your it needs you to give it a ride in your mind. Right. You have to give it a ride. Otherwise, it can't go. That's why the scripture says cast down all imaginations, every high thing that exalted itself against the knowledge of God, bring every thought into captivity to the obedience of Christ Jesus. Second Corinthians uh, 10 five, because what it's saying is, if you cast it down, it, it can't travel with you. It, uh, Matthew chapter six says, take no thought saying what it's saying is. And, 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 and if you if you read the translation of Matthew six, uh, I believe, 19. 31 or whatever, it says take no thought a couple of times. What it's saying is that you're being offered thoughts to worry about. Take no thought. The, the, the translation of that in the Greek is don't worry. So what it's saying you're going to be offered considerations. Hey, you look like you got a momentum going toward it. Think about this. You got to cast it down if it's not harmonizing with your momentum. Right? Yeah, so you rolling now, huh? Do you think you deserve these blessings after all you've done? Oh, you think you're gonna get a pass for this? You no good, you gotta cast that down. Well, you know, it seems like every time you got a momentum going, something crazy is gonna happen. Hey, don't just be going out there, moving towards your blessings without looking over your shoulder cause craziness could be coming. You gotta cast that down. You can't drive a car looking through a rearview mirror right? You got to cast down those thoughts. See, that's the dangerous thing about the flesh. The flesh is an incubator for worst case scenarios, negative thoughts, worry, concern, anxiety. Anytime you feed the flesh, guarantee you it's going to resurrect a lot of anxiety, things to worry about. You're not even going to trust it, that things are going to be favorable going forward. The flesh will have you thinking you so less than, you won't even move into more than. Right, so so so, but that's the adversary's job. The only way I can hitch a ride is through the flesh. But if the flesh is subject to the spirit, like as as they did in the play, right? Like the flesh don't have a say. The spirit, spirit is indeed willing to cast down all imaginations. The spirit is indeed willing to take no thought, saying, "Scripture says, take no thought, saying, because a thought unspoken dies unborn." So you can't be speaking out the worst-case scenarios, like right? Just because they, they enter in your mind, catch those things down, right? It'll get you out of that moment and start to pick up some momentum in your life. So let's go to another familiar scripture here in Ephesians 5. Ephesians 5. And again, you know, don't get so familiar with scripture that, uh, yeah, we read that scripture before. You know, apply it to each situation. It's, 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 uh, it's like... Um, uh, how could I put it there's certain things in, in our life even in our natural life we use over and over when needed you know depending on what it is it could be a route that you drive like you don't is, is that's the if that's the best way to get to work or the only way to get to work you don't get up the next morning and go well I drove this way before yeah you, know, you go back to school there's a certain way you get there and you go well can't go this way because I've gone this way before. No, it's the best way to get to school. You're going to go the same way, but you don't trip. It's weird when it comes to scripture. Now it's like, I, I know that scripture already. No, but you got to apply it to this situation in this day, right? To have a necessarily impact. So speaking of that, Ephesians 5, uh, um, 15, some of y'all might be already there, but it says, see then that you walk circumspectly. That's intentional. Make intentional choices. Don't just be winging it. It says walk circumspectly, uh, but not as fools, but as wise. So it's saying the person that's intentional is is wise. The person that's not walking intentional or circumspectly is a fool. Not because they're evil or the doofus. It's basically saying only a fool would not pay attention every day of their life. And the thing is, what we've discovered as, as we're uh, trying, the Lord is using us to grow people, to challenge people, to stretch people. What we discover is the people that need to be stressed are people that don't pay attention. Like it's easy for them to check out. Like, so certain situations they go, it's okay to check in if it's important to me. So these guys are young. So let's say uh, if, it's, if it's a game, so I'm going to pay attention. But, but if y'all could be honest, you're not always paying attention in the game. A lot of times you're paying attention to what's important to you at the time. So the great player is always paying attention. That's why I said, man, this dude had like 20 tackles. Uh, uh, You know, he had an interception. He recovered a fumble. So they say he's dominating the game. But I'm going to tell you right now, if you ever see somebody dominating a sport, they're just paying attention all the time. They're just more focused. They're less distracted. When a person misses a play in a game, they're not focused. That's all it was. It's like, oh, man, I don't know what I was thinking about. Yeah, you was thinking about the people watching you because of the last play you made. But the last play is over. Yeah. Now you got to focus on this play. And that play is over. Now you got to focus on this play. Uh, growing up in Newark, one of the things I learned in Newark, New Jersey is, because is, uh, I'm I'm I play basketball more, but it's for every sport. You got to, uh, so coming down the court, we would call it, you're taking a trip down the court. So I would go. I had to learn that every trip down the court was important. Whether I'm, I'm, I'm on offense where I get to shoot or pass is important, or whether I'm playing defense is important. When I was young, I would take time off. I'm in the game, but I would go, you know, I'm, I, you know I just made like three shots in a row, so I'm, I'm out here chilling. This guy scored. Yeah, I'm like, ah, right, they scored two shots, no big deal. We lose the game by two points. I gave up four points. I could have helped us win if I'd have paid attention. Or I come down, you know, I'm attentive, and then sometimes I come down, I'll be like, eh, whatever happens, happens. I just, I just shoot any old kind of shot. Not, what's the best opportunity for us to score the ball? And then when I got better, or with some people with deem very good, um, all it is, I was focused. I never wasted a trip down the court. Cause I learned that anytime you slip or get lazy minded, it costs you. That's what I learned. Anytime you get lazy minded, it costs you. And so that's what we have to do. We have to walk circumspectly. We have to be intentional in every moment. You can't be in school looking at the clock trying to get out. You're in class, duh, you can learn something. And there's no nothing that we do which the o- older people will tell you they wish they would have paid more attention to school you know a promotion could just be you actually know in English these days you get a promotion cuz you actually know sentence structure something simple like that even in in sports uh, well my buddy I give you a shout out Tyquan Tyquan was known in the NFL as as a a a smart player so people would pick him up because they knew he could learn the playbook like that so 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 we could pick you up during the season you're gonna learn you're gonna learn the playbook and they get an ipad or something you're gonna learn the playbook quick we can get you right out on the field but if you i i just play ball that's all i do is i play ball well we can't get you on the field because you can't figure nothing out i'm throwing a pass over here you're on the other side of the field because your level of comprehension was limited to I just catch the ball and run. That's what I do. Come on, man. (laughs) Focus. All right. Come on, man. We're country. Yeah. (laughs) No, I'm serious. So you got people not advancing in their careers and stuff like that, all because they ain't paying attention way back in high school it ain't nothing deep it's just, it's just like or or when it, they're in college and it wasn't important first of all I knew enough to know I need to I need to ace high school now, now I knew, no one told me that I was like well at least I I'm gonna at least need the basic education I don't care what I do so so I didn't play around with high school college I, I took advanced math in, in high school. So when I went to college, I was like, I learned more in high school than I'm learning in college. So I kind of got overconfident. Then, of course, parties would distract you, too. <laughs> right? <laughs> yeah, you got a person from college. I know. You know, and so what happens is I was taking the calculus three, and I'm going to fraternity parties because I played fraternity. So I took a week off of school. Not because uh, it was hard. It was like, well, you know, I'm just going to take a week off, you know. And I'm the type of person that could bounce back. But then there was a party after that week, too. And so I'm affecting my grades. Act like, I went to school every summer when I was in, in college. Like, somebody going to see that, like, really? That's why? You? And know why? Because I would mess around during the semester and bring my Q back up, up in the summer. I would ace all the classes in the summertime and bring my Q back up. Uh, what could I have done if I wasn't messing around? One, I might have had more time with the family during the summer, <laughs> right? So, so I'm saying redeem the time. Then, then it says this. Let's keep on reading here, verse 16. It says, redeeming the time, the, the, uh, redeeming the time means buying up the moments because the days are evil. Like if you don't focus and maximize the moment, the moment will, will steal your choice. It will pass you so fast you would have not taken advantage of the choice. See, there's, I was telling somebody this today, uh, or, or, or actually me and my sister was talking late, late last night. So this one's for you, sis. But we were talking and I was saying, I said, so my sister said, you know, uh, my sister's always uh, taught me, hey, it's all on the Lord. And, you know, I'm just waiting on the Lord. So, so as I, you know, as I grow, th- these are my sisters, my brothers. They, I've always been the youngest. So, so with the exception of my now I have two younger sisters, but I, you know, I respect them, I always reverence them. But I said, you know, as, as, I, as much as I reverence you guys, it doesn't mean you, the young, the older can't learn from the younger. And so what I shared, shared with her last night is I said, you know, sis, I said, what I realized is this. I said, as much as we're waiting on the Lord, the Lord is sending us moments that we have to recognize and react to. There has to be a corresponding action. There's, there, see, our waiting on the Lord is not independent of obedience, right? So we have to have quick enough recognition to recognize the moment. But suppose I'm checked out, LaBarbera, not to mention smoked out or drunk out, but let's just, just say checked out, right? Like, you know, because that, that'll cover everybody. You know, some of us have crossed over into the category of smoked out or drunk out, but we won't, we won't pull nobody out right now, <laughs> right? So let's say checked out. If I'm checked out, I could miss a moment, couldn't I? And... Our whole life is predicated on momentum. Momentum is moment moment moment, 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 So that means I have to recognize each moment to facilitate my momentum. People are depressed because they've missed their moments. Yeah. And they're sitting around going, look, look at what's happening for them. How come it's not happening for me? Do you realize your momentum and your blessings is predicated on your obedience? Your obedience is predicated on you recognize the moment that you need to be obedient. So who can afford to be checked out? Who can afford to be stuck in time and in unforgiveness? Like, I'm going to tell you right now. So I'm going to tell this to the young people. Guess what? I might even get some amens from them right now. Parents are a trick. <laughs> right? No, but but that's good that you say that because they had the confidence to go, amen. The the people in the back, they gave me the gesture like, amen. You know, they didn't say nothing, but they gave me like the, they gave me the nod like, you you preaching to the choir, brother. (laughs) All right, so, but the interesting thing is, it doesn't give y'all an excuse not to have momentum. You can get stuck playing off of your parents tripping. You know why, know why parents are tripping? Because our parents were tripping. <laughs> yes. Know why they was tripping? Because their parents were tripping. Yes. You know the difference between people that are successful? Well, they don't allow the parents trip to stop their momentum. They don't get stuck in the trip. Because the reality is we all are learning and growing too. Some of us have... Look, some of us was checked out when we were your age. So that means... We're going to be a trip when we're supposed to be more of a benefit to you. You stay checked out now. I guarantee you, your kids going to call you a trip. They might call you a cruise at this, at this particular point. You see what I'm saying? So, so it, it has an effect, right? It has an effect. But guess what? If you operate in forgiveness and obedience, can't nobody stop you. That's what the whole forgiveness is for. So you don't get stuck in unforgiveness in bitterness and pain and resentment you can keep on moving because you can't control what you can't control so you can't control them like you can't control her obviously right like you can't control that little funky face she just just had right you can't control that you don't like it you wish she figured throw it away somewhere right trash that thing right right but since you can't control it, now what you're going to do? Because you got to keep your momentum. So you got to look at it as the hurdles on the track. You run to the hurdle, oh man, and you're just going to stay there? Or you're going to hurdle it? Right? So you got to look at that little funky face. I said funky face, what? Yes. So you got to look at that as a hurdle. Right? Right? Can I get an amen, brothers? Amen. <laughs> right? <laughs> Turn around, turn around, and stay focused. They get their time to say amen, too, right? Right, so what I'm saying is, is, is we can't allow these things to stop our momentum. So, so, okay, so I use parents. Guess what? I might get an amen on this. Sometimes uh, our brothers and sisters are a trip. <laughs> right, right, but not because they're trying to hurt or punish us, it's because they thinking what's important to them, not what's comfortable, what's best for you. But guess what? If you're honest with yourself, you're doing the same thing. Yeah. So when you look at them and you see their trip, you're looking at yourself because you a trip too. Yes. Right? Because everybody be thinking about themselves. But guess what? You can't let that trip stop your momentum. You can't get stuck in, man, I can't believe they played me. They knew they, they broke it. Why are they going to tell on me? And, and they stole it, but now they are going to make you have and make me look bad. Right? So so, but you can't let that stop your momentum cuz you can't control the theft that didn't get busted out or you know or you know they ate all the cookies or whatever, you know. You know, pick what you want. Stay focused, y'all. Right? You understand what I'm saying? You can't do that, but you can't get stuck in it. So, me and my sister was talking, and I was telling her, I said, "You know, I said, Uh, going forth this year, there's some things I'm, you know, I'm going to talk about, uh, nothing crazy. I said, but how I've been, what I've learned to do was just love my family at every level because there's things I can't control. But I'm like that. See, my wife you, I'm like that period. Actually, I've crossed over to a place. i probably come across like I don't care, but I do care. It's just, I can't do nothing about it. So I got a choice Do I invest everything in this moment or do I keep my momentum? I'm choosing to keep my momentum. Now, the other person may be going, he's upset, he's mad. No, he's disappointed. He's supposed to be. That hurt. It's supposed to be. But I can't stay there. I got to keep my momentum going. Lives are at stake. Lives are at stake. Whether you see the lives now or not, you're moving towards impacting lives. So if you let these things stop your momentum, it doesn't impact the lives it's supposed to impact. So it's kind of selfish to be stuck, right? All right, so keep that in mind. All right, so uh, Psalm 90. All right, so so, uh, Psalm 90, verse 12, it says this. It says, so teach us to number our days that we may apply our hearts unto wisdom. So now what this is saying is, See, to number your days, you got to pay attention to each day. To, and then it's saying, the reason why I'm attentive in in valuing every day so I can apply my heart of the wisdom for each day, each moment, so I can keep a momentum. So he's saying to so David, said, teach us, Lord, to, to, to like value every day and not just value every day. Pull on the wisdom from you for every day so we're not stuck in time. See, if I don't apply Tory to wisdom for each day, I can skip a day, but every day God's given us is important. That's why the Bible tells us to redeem the time. Sometimes we don't recognize the importance until we get to a place where we need what we were supposed to get in that day. But it might be three years later. And then we're going, I don't understand why God's not blessing me, why this is not happening. Oh, did you maximize every moment? Were you attentive to every day? Did you apply your heart to wisdom for each day? See, because each day is an opportunity to pass another test to pick up momentum. Each another day is an opportunity to apply some wisdom to get over a hurdle to pick up some more leaping ability. Each day is an opportunity to apply some wisdom to uh, handle the resistance and to gain more strength. Each day is another opportunity to apply wisdom and to establish more courage that's gonna help you moving forward. First of all, you know, having been an athlete and have, and have the opportunity to counsel athletes, um, this is the thing. What I realize is people don't get courage by not going through adversity. And they, they, they also don't get courage by not making mistakes. Most people that have a lot of courage, that are solid in what they do, have made a lot of mistakes. But they've learned from the mistakes. They know what not to do. You know, know, I just happen to have a lot of friends that play cornerback in the NFL, and they say you have to have a a short memory. So you got to be able to get burned and come back as if it never happened. You gotta be able to forget the things that are behind. You can't get stuck in that moment. I'll give you an example of an athlete, I'm not gonna say his name, but uh, his team was in the NBA Finals. And they had an opportunity to advance, and uh, this, this particular team, this other team was a dynasty. And this team was young. And so basically it came down to this guy going to the, the foul line. Now when you shoot a foul shot, everybody's not in the basketball, there's nobody, there's no defense. It's a free shot. There's nobody jumping up, talking about you. Now the fans are in the back with their little, ah, your mama ain't no good. Your mama breath stink. You know, they, you know, they you know, they, they they cracking their jokes. But or or somebody may be threatening you. You make that shot, I'ma be outside in the parking lot, blow your head off. I mean, that that happens. That's 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 realistic. I mean, cause people are gambling you know so they're like they're threatening you or you know you know they you know all types. but you gotta you gotta be locked in you gotta be focused you gotta have your rhythm you know you gotta just make that shot well this guy one of the best shooters I had ever ever seen in the NBA pure shooter I mean this guy phenomenal perfect form like just knockdown, just perfect well he missed the shot Got in his head, missed a shot, another shot. Came back to the line. So I I think he missed like a total of four shots. It's been a long time. He was never the same. No, never the same, period. Not just for foul shots. Never the same making any shots. To a point where he had to, uh, they, 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 they hired a hypnotist to try to hypnotize. From that moment, his career was, it just ended his career. All he missed was a couple shots. Hey, if you go back, it's the old uh, Nike commercial where, where Jordan talks about, uh, it, it lists how many shots he missed. Like the whole commercial is how many shots he missed, how many opportunities to win, win games he failed. It, all his failures. But then at the end it says, but I did this, I did that, I accomplished this, I did accomplish that. But it showed that there is no great person that hasn't made mistakes. It's how you handle them. You can't get stuck in the error or the mistake. So uh, I'll, I'll pull this out. Tia did a teaching here on a fast week and her brother was sitting over there and he spoke up. He said, you know, I learned something today. He said, I learned that we think totally different or, or at a, up to this point, we've thought totally different, right? But he says, up to this point, he said he thought totally different. He said, so Tia was talking about how, how things were, happened and God worked them all out. I'm, I'm paraphrasing. And he said, you know, up to this point in my life, I, I thought if, you, if something was damaged, it was done. This is what Terrell said. So Terrell said, like, for me, if I, was, I had a brand new car and I got into an accident. They might have fixed the car, but as far as I'm concerned the car is 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 worthless it's damaged, it's not the same. He said, but I've almost thought that in my life if if, if I made a mistake or missed an opportunity, it's over. I blew it it's done, it's over and but that's not we don't realize the the, the mistake or the opportunity is an opportunity for for us to advance it's it's a lesson to learn look it's a opportunity for that day for us to pull on wisdom when you miss an exit or make a wrong turn or get lost it's an opportunity for you to discover a path that you would have never discovered if you got lost to do something that you've never done before to reach and find the strength you never had before like like a uh, guy was talking to me today. He says, you know, I kind of I watch you, he says. And I was wondering, like, you, you seem to be even keel like I see some stuff happening where people would be frustrated, but I notice you're not frustrated. I said, well, that didn't that, that. That's something I've grown into. That's not because I would address everything. That was my thing. Everything. What, why are you doing that? Why What you, you or if, or if something happened wrong? It had to be a training. You know, oh, we need to fix that. You need to be trained this. No, the training is the mistake. Listen, the training is the mistake. That's good. So I have, I've, I've lived, this is how I, I, I've I grown, especially when I started living for the Lord. But I remember I used to work in corrections and he had one guy, I'm not gonna say your name, but he, uh, I mean, every little thing, he, you know, was a write-up. You know, everything was a write-up. And so... And, but it also was, this guy had a rep, here he comes. I got you, here he comes. Oh, he comes. So people would be like, hope I got everything right. Well, I, I, I never, I, I wasn't checking in my boots. And so the guy was like, uh, Bradley, why'd you do such and such? I was like, well, you know, this is made a mistake here. You know, something I can learn from. Well, let me tell you something. You don't need to be doing this. I said, man, you can scream, holler, do cartwheels and back flips. I said, give me an opportunity to make a mistake twice. So if I make the mistake twice, get on me. I said, but I'm supposed to learn from the first mistake, right? I said, but you're not giving me an opportunity to learn if you're reacting to every little mistake I make. So you're you're projecting your fear on me, but you're not trusting me to evolve and to learn. Give me an opportunity to not be stuck and that's that's see again but if somebody's repetitive like if somebody get on me and I'm, I'm doing the same thing over and over I'm not even upset I'm like well hey I, I put myself in this position I didn't learn from the first mistake so I, I don't complain she'll tell you if I, if I just do something oh you got me babe but but she also tell you if she reacts to something I've just done I'm not overwhelmed I care but I'm like it's called a mistake <laughs> you know, I'm going to learn from it. And, and, and I, I know I'm going to make mistakes. That's the thing. I'm gonna, I, I make all types of mistakes. We both. We, we both will tell you. Gonna, but you learn so much. You learn so much. I, I learn how to handle pressure. You know, as we grow in this church, we recognize stuff. Does stuff bother us if it's not excellent? If people are not mindful, if people are casual, if they're thoughtless, if they're lazy, yes, it does. But the thing is, we're not silver spoon people. Things have always gone our way, so we have to come up with we always always thinking wisdom. All right, what's the wisdom for us to understand that this is not an option? This is God's house. This is not an option. We shouldn't be. If somebody's coming to visit your house, how would you be? Oh, I already know, because this is how y'all are. The house has been cleaned at a whole nother level. And then if somebody moved the wrong way in the house, hey, you know we got guests coming over. Don't sit there. You're gonna put a dent in the couch over there. People gonna think, you know, it's been sat in. You know, like, like we, we, we we're almost, uh, um, I, I was gonna use an a, a word, but you know, we almost like, yeah, that's what I was gonna say. I didn't know if I could say it, so I just didn't. Um, all right so you know they can hear you so thank you so. <laughs> all right but what I'm saying is we are like how come we not like that with God's house so we're not even that way in God's house that we are at our house what's more important that's what she was saying she said babe you know I'm glad God has taught us some things she says because probably some people will be so concerned about getting their own home it would be a, you know as pastors at the expense of God's house she says "But I'm so glad we're so focused on God's house. We'll get whatever we need whenever. But you see what I'm saying, but I don't think we're we're cheating to focus on God's house. How could you lose if God's really important? Let's flip it. You think you can lose if God's secondary? <laughs> Third dairy? Honorable mention? <laughs> right so it's just something to think about um, in terms of uh just not getting stuck all right so we talked about being subject to change and the bible tells us in romans 12 two, it says be transformed by the renewing of your mind romans 12 2 be transformed n- not conformed but transformed by the renewing of your mind what is it what it's saying is be not conformed to this world conform is to that's where you're stuck See, if I, if I conform to the world, I don't keep my momentum in evolving into the great man or woman of God I am. I'm stuck in that time. You ever talk to people, whether it's in high school or whatever, and it's like, like, dude, let it go, it's over. Like, okay, you was all American. Like, it's over, man. Like, we ain't, we ain't back there. Like, so, you, so yes, you grow and you achieve great things, they'll keep reminding you and I remember you didn't make the basketball team and I was all American but you like CEO or such and such dude we ain't a, it's over like ain't nobody back there hey snap out of it like you know like it, we, we're not playing that no more but why do people grab it they're stuck and the reason why they're stuck they think that that level of accomplishment is the only thing that they, they can will ever achieve it's hard to believe God beyond that point. In some cases, because they don't have God. This is, we rest in pumping up and accolades. I, 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 give me one second here. All right, so I know you've been busy with all the, the hype of the first bowl game, the media, the connections, and the preparation. Game time is approaching and you must always be ready for a situation that doesn't already exist. Maximize every opportunity. And scripture we just read, Ephesians 15 work 16, or circum- circumspectly redeem the time. Here's a few thoughts. Never bring your awards, accolades and praises to your platform of performance. Never bring your re- awards, accolades and praises to your platform of performance. They'll just weigh down your greatness, right? Um, gave him uh, Matthew, and then uh, take your focus off of the jeers of the opponents and the cheers of the crowd. Keep your mind on God and let His peace guide you to victory, right? Keep them in perfect peace of mind and stay on you. That's the thing, like we get stuck, not just with unforgiveness, bitterness and stuff like that. We get stuck in our own praises. We get stuck in our own accomplishments. Hey, look at me, look at what I've done. Man, listen, the Bible says, let another man praise thee, not with thine own mouth, not with thine own lips. Psalms, uh, Proverbs 27 2. I know that scripture so well, cause that's what God taught me. That's what God taught me ages ago my basketball game went to a whole nother level because I wasn't stopping to drink up all the hype. I kept moving beyond the hype to I got to do better. Then I did something else. I started to, uh, you know, if you see this, y'all seen this in games. After the game, people check their stats, You know, especially basketball game. They run right to the book. You know, I never I never checked the book. Like, I just stopped checking the book because I said, whatever I see in the book will be an accomplishment. And then that'll be in my head the next game. But if I scored 60, I didn't score 60 looking in the book. I didn't have anything. I just wanted to play my best. So I want to do that every time. So I said, so I just want to empty out all the time. So I don't want to know what I did. Now, I found out, you know, somebody might, yo, he dropped 37 on us last week and they'd be in the stands or something, you know. Like, you know, so you warming up. Yo, man, you see him like, Yeah, he, he dropped 30. I would hear stuff or, you know, I played for certain leagues and stuff like that. The Stats was in the paper, you know, so it was in the newspaper. But outside of that, that, that wasn't my focus. As I grow now, uh, somebody was, uh, was a young guy, I know he's a minister but he wants to. he's going to start planting a church so he was calling me asking me for information so he just kept asking questions, he asked the questions before he told me what he's going to do um, and he says well I'm asking all these questions because I'm about to step out and so I said let's have no secrets I'll share anything with you uh, but as he started asking me I started to realize all that's been happening like he started he said, he said yeah uh, so when you guys first started how many members did you have? I said, well, actually we had one. Uh, and that person had called from New York and said, I want to be a member of the church. Uh, I believe they, their goal was they just, you didn't want to be the first member of the church. So they, they, didn't want to wait till they got here. They wanted to call before they got here. And, um, and so I said, my wife, I remember uh, we was going to have a service. She says, well, baby, yeah, you want me to, cause I went on Facebook. She says, you want me to post it on Facebook? This and that? I said, no, nah, we ain't got no members. Like I ain't want nobody to come and we ain't had no members. She says, well, people are gonna to wanna to come to our first service. I was like, I don't know, babe. But she was right. So people wanted to come. So I said, well, you know, we had people come from out of town. We had about 46 people at the first church, first service. But he said, Yeah, and you uh you got started in your in, in uh Bible study in your apartment. I said, Well, that wasn't our first service, but we did have Bible study in the apartment up until our first service service, right? Zipporah was there, right? So when he said it, I just started to reflect, yeah, that's right, we have Bible study. He said, I said, we had one member. So I talked about how we were having the services at the dance studio. I said, well, uh, I said, the first service, we had 46 people. Second service, there was eight people, and I think five or six of them came from out of town. The, the third service, we had two people, this is outside of me and my wife, and they were a half hour late. So imagine how that looked. The service start, you know, and as my wife be telling y'all the story, I was, we ain't had no office, so I'd be in the back by the door. so." And the location was in a, in a, in a, a, cut. Like if you ever go to Costco's on, uh, off of Tyvola and you drive straight down that street, you run right into a dance studio. That was our church, but it was in an awkward place. Like you could easily drive by. So sometimes I would just go out, stand outside, playing it off. Like I was just standing outside, but I was like, just in case somebody I invited was driving by, yo, it's, we over here. Right? So imagine a half hour. We like, I said, well, baby, maybe you're going to have to sing to me and I'll preach to you. That's and then uh Cynthia and Perline came half hour late, right? So but it was just them two. This is our third service. So as I'm talking to this guy about this, I was I, I had a picture of 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 New Year's. I had a picture of just our church now. And I was like, well, I've been so we've been so busy. I was like, wow, like we had a whole nother place. like, you know, we had our meeting today about a new building, right? Like, so but I haven't, i am be honest with y'all. I really just haven't really, she'll tell you, I'm just so busy. Okay, we got to do the next thing. Got to prepare for the next. Hey, we got to do the next thing. But that conversation, it really, uh, I mean, it almost overwhelmed me. Like, because I don't want to, <laughs> like, I really don't want to see <laughs> what's happening. Because I want to be able to handle where we're going, not go, oh, my God. This is phenomenal. You know, you, you know, create pressure. You're like, oh, my God. Oh, did you know what we're about to do based on what we've done, girl? You know, like, like you know, like, but, but God wanted that moment just to see what he's been doing. Because I was telling the guy, I said, listen, I'm going to tell you right now, we ain't had nothing to do with none of this. I said, I said let me explain to you. We're not from this city. And people had to learn to trust us because we had no team, just me and her. So people are not just trusting you and saying, I don't want to be a part of this church, but they got to trust you to even tithe, especially in a Bible belt where most of the people have been hustled for their money. So while they're trying to trust you, you still got bills to pay. The church still has to grow. You still got to eat, right? So the only way that was going to happen, when you see churches fold, they're not folding because they wasn't called all the time. They're folding because People are wait. while they waiting to trust them? They don't have the resources to keep the building open. Because <laughs> people don't know what costs to keep the building open, right? You know that. You, it's people you take your money. It's so people be passing around that plate, giving their dollar. The dollar don't 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 keep the air on. That don't pay the, Well, it contributes. <laughs> now nah, it does. I mean, I'm, it, 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 but you understand what I'm saying, right? Just so God set up ties and offering for a reason, so that be meet my house. So there'll be enough to take care of the needs of the house. So I was telling him, I said, listen, supernaturally, supernaturally, God is just taking care of me. And my sister was talking and, you know, I said, I haven't always shared stuff with my family because I don't know how people would take it. Certain people, if it would bother them, they'd be uncomfortable. Or one particular person I was telling her, I was like, every time I tell the person something that God was doing, it's like, yeah, right. Tell me anything. But I don't know if it's because they don't want to hear it or it's hard to believe I, I'm going to find out because I'm going to have a conversation with the person, but it's phenomenal when you start to pick up momentum. It's phenomenal, but you can't get stuck. like we can't get stuck in, oh my God, baby, is anybody ever, is anybody coming? Is anybody going to believe? Because in those, un, those uncertain those uncertain, distasteful moments, you don't know of anybody coming. You don't know nobody. you right. You don't know nobody. Like, so it's not like, yeah, all these people we know, they should be here tomorrow. You know, like if you have a guest over your house, you're expecting some people. You did a sleepover. You're expecting people, right? It's people you know, right? I think, right? Like you wasn't just sitting around. What happened? What happened? Right. So, so it's people you know. But imagine if you ain't know nobody, you 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 go to Ed, baby. We gonna have a sleepover. Who coming? I don't know, baby. <laughs> we're just gonna look outside, and we just believe in God. <laughs> and you spend all this money, whatever. You, I don't know what you did, but whatever your money, you know, maybe I'm sure that y'all ate, you know. All right, right. So, so you doing all this, and you had to prepare the house, right? You know, probably got on Ed's nerves, but. <laughs> Otherwise, interpret it is that's the only reason. Oh, so somebody back there said you got on their nerve. So, so I, right. But what I'm saying is, there was, there, you're expecting people. Imagine if you don't know who coming. It's so easy, what? To give up. Right. So, so I, I just wanted to, I'm, I'm wetting our whistle. I know it's the beginning of the year. I just wanted to take, um just take some time for us to to as we pick up momentum because god wants to have a new beginning this year but he doesn't we're going to be brought out of being stuck you know we'll get into it next week but philippians 3 says forget the things that are behind you and press toward the mark of the prize right just keep moving you got to keep moving you know that's that's the key to our life. you know uh i learned this about your metabolism you know you're supposed to you know Like if you stop eating you know because sometimes people want to lose weight they stop eating which is the worst thing you can do because your body thinks you're starving so it actually slows down breaking down your food because they don't know when the next time you're going to eat but they say you know what like six small meals a day or something like that but it keeps your metabolism moving then when you exercise you keep things moving too so when things are moving right you're at your best self when you slow down when you're lazy and things are not moving I guarantee you have more injuries, right? Even me, if I, you know, just, you know I, played, I hadn't played and I only had a couple hours sleep, so I was playing today, right? And uh, so it was, it was an extra game. So I got on the court, you know, just, and I, they, made, they made a shot. I started running down the court, I said, whoa. Oh. I said, yo, oh, yo, oh, yo, oh, come get me. They was like, you all right? I said, yeah, I'm all right. I said, I'm tight everywhere. And I knew if I'd have kept playing, I would have injured something because now i'm 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 going beyond my capacity right and that's what happens when you slow down you can injure yourself but not only when you slow down you start to you lose your momentum of want to you ever just sit around all the time now you don't feel like doing that right you just don't feel like it not because you're evil you just because you don't slow down you don't stop your momentum so you got to you got to keep moving. You got to keep your momentum. You can't get stuck. You can't get stuck and lazy. Because we can get stuck in. How many of us have been stuck and lazy before? Just put your hands up. That that's probably you. Put your hand up. I already know you've been stuck and lazy. Get your hand up, boy. <laughs> yeah, we, we listen. That that's like a. Where your amen at? I heard your amens earlier. We we should be like how that should be like amen, brother. I know what you're talking about. <laughs> Right. But we've all been stuck. Right. And what God wants us to do is to keep us out of being stuck, stuck in bitterness, unforgiveness. And what happened to me? I can't believe this is happening. Stuck in disappointment, stuck in fear, stuck in laziness. He wants us to pick up some momentum. All right. uh, let's, uh, Let's close it out there. Anybody online have a thought?